What is really essential in our lives when it comes to eternal values? What is necessary? And how do we make decisions of how we should invest our time and lives? Hi, my name is David Dennis, and I'm with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining us today for this second of six podcasts related to the topic of wisely choosing among multiple time demands. On our last podcast, we examined that which is essential to invest our time and lives in, and that is the Word of God and the souls of men and women. Only those will last into eternity. We also looked at that which is necessary, our jobs and other responsibilities we have. Today we look at the final three categories of that which is good, that which we should delegate, and that which we should eliminate. These thoughts were originally presented by Lauren Sani with The Navigators and subsequently developed by Dr. Richard Spann. The third category is that which is good, defined as that which helps others or gives refreshment. That which is good, that which helps others or gives refreshment. Examples here might include maybe service clubs, organizations, travel, hobbies, church activities, even entertainment, things like that. So there are many things which are good to be involved in which help others. These are things which may give us enjoyment, refreshment, entertainment, and so on. Even church activities are good things, and we need to be involved in them, but do they take away from that core mission, that essential, of spending time in God's Word and in the lives of individuals? So sometimes we have to say no or to limit those good things in order to say yes to the essential things. One year, I was a church chairman and president of our clinic and president of our homeschool group. I decided after that year that was a little bit too much to do. Those were all good things, and hopefully I helped some, but they were uh, way too overcommitted, and I needed to, say, needed to say no to that in order to invest in what was essential. Number four is that which we need to delegate, defined as that which can be done by someone else. Some things we need to delegate. I need to remember that I'm not responsible for everything in the world. It's hard for men to accept that, I think particularly when it comes to our work responsibilities, but can those things be done by someone else if possible? So when I went on vacation every year, instead of turning my patients over completely to someone else, I would call back every day to my nurse, take phone calls, refill prescriptions. That was ridiculous in retrospect, and I realized that I needed to now, uh, I needed to have delegated that to someone else. So I'm not the only one who can do those things. And finally, that which we need to eliminate, that which we need to eliminate, and that's defined as that which is not helpful, that which is not helpful. So what needs to be eliminated from my life? We have to decide this in prayer, I think, but uh, for me, it's eliminate some TV, some movies, Uh, certainly eliminate things if they're all-consuming to us. That may even be the news if you're a a news junkie, that may be... um, sports activities, but entertainment in general, uh, if that's where I find my fulfillment and my purpose in life, I need to eliminate that if it's getting between me and the Lord. 1 John 2:15 and 16 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And sometimes I found that that takes ruthless 
courage to eliminate those things because we enjoy them so much. That may be hobbies even. That may be other good things. doesn't necessarily mean bad things, but and that it will vary from person to person. But whatever distracts me from what is essential, that's God's Word and people, whatever takes me away from my family or my wife, that which distracts me from what is necessary, I need to ruthlessly and courageously eliminate that. So those are the five categories. Those things which are essential, God's Word, investing in people, that which is necessary, because we live in this environment, our jobs perhaps, our um, taking care of things, that which is good, that which we want to delegate to someone else, and that which we want to eliminate. So some practical ideas that come out of that is on your handout. These are just a few thoughts I had. Some of them are overlapping. Number one, ask yourself, how does this activity help me in my goal? How does it help me with my objective to know Christ? Uh, or does this free time activity help me meet my goal in life? Number two, how does this activity help me love Jesus more, make him known more, help my family more? Number three, when deciding on saying yes or no to something, I need to remember to pray about it, take my time in answering the person, and seek to see how it impacts my goal in life. That, I think, is so critical because we feel under pressure when someone asks you to be on some committee or serve somehow. We want to just step back and say, let me pray about this. Does this help me meet those essential goals uh, or not? Uh, number four, when considering employment, ask, will this job interfere with my essential or necessary activities? If so, question if it's the right thing to do. Number five, is there a way I can delegate some of the things I am currently assuming responsibility for? Do I need to humble myself to realize that someone else can do blank? Number six, what do I need to eliminate from my life? What is distracting me from knowing Jesus better or from making him known better? Number seven, am I sold out to the truth that the essential, investing in knowing Jesus through his word and investing in the souls of men and women, is what I need to invest my time in? Am I sold out to that objective? Is it really down deep in my heart that I want to really focus on those things? Number eight, do I need to limit the necessary to make room for the essential? Number nine, I think that labeling something as good, we recognize, okay, it's good to serve in whatever capacity, helps us understand that there, that's the good category, nothing wrong with it, but yet is there something better that we could be doing with our time? There are separate, more important, essential things. Number 10, it may be costly to make time for the essential, but it is worth it. Particularly when we're offered, I've had many people talk to me about being offered a promotion at work or trying to get a different job to make more money. But as a balance to that, is it going to take more time away from what is really important in life? We have to ask that question. It's a difficult, difficult question. Well, finally, I wanted to mention, uh, and this this is not a not a finally, but a very important thing, and that is the idea that someday we are going to be held to account for how we invest our time. There will be an accounting for that. That's the judgment seat of Christ. The, the criteria will be, have we been faithful with what we've been given? Some people have been given more. Some people have been given less. But the faithfulness, and that's in that 1 Corinthians 4, 2, I believe it is, that talks about a, a steward must be found faithful. 
So there will be a time for Christians to stand before Jesus. It's talked about in 2 Corinthians 5.10, the judgment seat of Christ, not to determine if we're going to go to heaven or not, because that was sealed the moment we believed in Jesus for eternal life. But there will be a time when he will say, were you faithful to what I wanted you to do? Were you faithful in investing in my word, the souls of men and women, your family, and so on? So we need to to keep that in mind that there will be a time of judgment, not as a scare tactic, but as a motivation, as a, as a reminder that, yes, there will be an accounting someday. Second Corinthians 5, 9, and 10, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So that is a very motivating thought to me as I go through life. Application-wise, uh, I'd ask that we just take a moment, maybe now or later today, it probably would take more than just a few minutes, but to pray and think through your life, asking the Lord to show you what maybe need to be limited, limited or eliminated in order to make time for more important things, the essential. And so, secondly, to pray about what your goal in life is and consider adopting the objective, as we talked about initially, to know Christ in my own life in ever-increasing depth and to make disciples and develop laborers at all times under any conditions in every place I go. Those two possible applications. So first of all, I'm going to stop here and ask any, any comments or any questions. Any thoughts about this? I think I see this as, as a great tool you know, to sit down with another pass this on. Uh, I, I put the heading up at the top, uh, refining priorities. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's only one word that I would change that, that caught my eye on number 10 down at the bottom of practical ideas coming out of these truths. Uh, you say, it may be costly. <laughs> it will be costly. It will be costly. It will be costly. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. Does anybody have trouble saying no when somebody asks you to do something? How do you think this would, would play into that? Do you think uh, if someone said, you know, I need you to do so-and-so for the next ten weeks, and it's a good thing you want to be involved in some service activity, you go home, you pray about it, and you decide, you know, it's going to take away from my family. It's going to take away from uh, investing in someone. How would you how would you deal with that? Would you tell that person it doesn't meet my criteria for what I should be doing right now? What words would you use to to say no in that situation? At this point, I just I don't have the margin for that. That's a good way of saying. Looking at my schedule today, yeah. the ends of my life, I I'm sorry. Yeah. I yeah. don't have the margin today. Don't have the margin. Good way of Maybe saying. Maybe next time. Yep. Good. Thank you. Yeah, Sometimes if you, if the Lord's gracious, you can, you can suggest someone else can do that. Mm. Or maybe even the person that's asking you. Yeah, suggest someone that's else your to. idea that you need to do. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what pastors would like to say a lot when they get advice, right? <laughs> hey, pastor, we need this. It might keep them from asking you again. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Any other thoughts about this? I think it's good that we man up and take responsibility for our choices. Hmm. And it's 
easy for me to be passive and to say, well, the devil made me do it, or my wife made me do it, <laughs> or something, but I need to be a man and take responsibility. I pretty yeah. well do what I choose to do. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions. But I normally okay. do what I really want to do. Yeah. So be courageous, be a man, That's and say no. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes it's really hard to figure out know what you want to do, but if you're not really intentional about spending that time doing those things. Um, I know for for me, just leading a family with three kids, making them a priority and really having the right priorities with me was kind of a struggle. And last year I developed a, a I call it my family plan. Like, what is it that my family, what do we need to be doing in our family right now that's the biggest priorities? Um, but I pull it out every day and say, I does not figure if I go back to it once a month or so or once every other month and talk with my wife about, hey, we need our kids in the Word. We need to teach them how to pray and model that with them. And, and whatever those things need to be in the season of life you're in mm-hmm. and refine it as you go forward. Like, okay, this isn't where we're at anymore. That, that's working for me in that area of my life. There's yeah. probably other areas that I could apply that to as well, but yeah. that helps you keep the main thing the main thing. I right, guess, and, yeah. And keep your focus and so then you're ready to, when you get asked to say, yeah. yeah, that fits my objectives and my priorities right now, or no, it doesn't. So, so pre-planning. It's like a budget. You know where every dollar is going to go. You pre-plan what you're, in a sense. Yeah. Very good. Yes, sir. And I think you hit on something uh, well ago that was very essential. That sometimes we don't really spend enough time in that. And that's praying about the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult when we have to say yes or no to an opportunity and um, knowing whether uh, it's kind of neutral uh, you know and we need God's direction on it or if we need God's direction on it because it's a distraction that can come from the wrong side of the road yes. uh, that can get um, time eaters and uh, pull us away from the essential things like family yeah. Excellent. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Because he has the big picture and we certainly don't. <laughs> exactly. I think uh, your opening verses are critical. And I put J.D. Phillips on the board. Hmm. And it was, it's, it's, it's entitled J.B. Phillips's uh, The New Testament in Modern English in the 1970s. So it may not be so modern now. But live life then with a due sense of responsibility, not as men who do not know the meaning of life, but as those who do. Make the best use of your time, despite all the evil days. Do not be vague, and here comes the key, but firmly grasp what you know to be the will of the Lord. That should be always at the heart of our choices. I like the way he puts that. Certainly the days are evil. Anyone disagree with that? There you are. Yeah, I was going to say that I don't I don't believe we have any more precious commodity than time. And certainly the evil days, we have an enemy that recognizes that better than we do. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he loves it when we waste our time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Waste the Lord's time, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus as he helps us invest time in that which will last into eternity, the Word of God and people. 
even if that means saying no to what would otherwise be good activities. There are only so many hours in the day and only so much energy that God has given us. You know, He doesn't expect us to say yes to every opportunity, and we must be wise in our choices. Next time, we will hear from Dr. Chris Majors as he shares some thoughts about having margin in our lives on making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.